Welcome to The Mother-Daughter Journey, a podcast for women working through the tenuous transition of a maturing mother-daughter relationship. I'm Abigail. And I'm Kelly. We know firsthand that the mother-daughter relationship is one of the most fabulous, yet frustrating, relationships you are ever going to have. Even so, we're best friends, business partners, and of course, mother and daughter. So join us as we share our ongoing journey and the lessons we've learned along the way. Hi, happy Tuesday, everybody. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Today, we decided, considering what time of year it is and what's coming up, the wonderful but sometimes dreaded holidays, we thought it would be a good time to talk about not exactly how to survive them or get through them, but how to really be present and enjoy them. Yeah, I think present is a good word, how to be present and there for yourself. And, right. And try to enjoy them, even though we know there can be triggers and there can be family tension and it can be exhausting. It it can be. When somebody says the word holidays, I feel like there's two drastic different responses most commonly, right? So there's the, I love the holidays. Yes. Makes me so happy. I get into the spirit. I get into the mood. And then there's, ugh, the holidays. And usually when people are saying, ugh, the holidays, it surrounds a couple of things, right? One, the money that needs to be sent, spent, not sent. Or sent, depending on True, it could be sending gifts, yes. (laughs) Two, getting together with family, right? The pressures and the tension that can happen in family. Which is what we'll be touching on. Or just the expectations of traditions and Mm. trying to get to everybody's house, making sure you see everybody, all the things. All of the things. I actually, for me personally, I think Thanksgiving is a little easier than Christmas because of something you just said, K-Dog, which is the traditions. So for our family, that's the case, right? Thanksgiving was more about food and just wine and getting together. Christmas had a lot more traditions and expectations tied with it. Yes, but Thanksgiving did too, but you didn't notice it as a child, right? So that's the other thing that separates Hmm. Christmas that we also have to think about. Or just holidays in general. Holidays with adults and holidays for children. And how that line, I guess, blurs. Not blurs, but how they cross and things to be mindful of. Mm. So you're sitting here talking about, this is a perfect example, actually, that for you, Christmas had more of the traditions and expectations. But when we think about Thanksgiving, my family, my parents love family, right? They just love family time and they love to have us around all the time. Yes. And so Thanksgiving for us was trying to fit in your dad's family, And also getting to my family on Thanksgiving Day to make sure everybody saw you on the day because that was very important to them. Then the next day, we always took a hike in the woods with your grandfather and friends. And we... I liked that. Yes, it was fun. (laughs) But we took a hike in the woods and we had, you know, we would sit outside by a fire and whatever, just chat and have a good time. It was chilly. It was fun. But then there was also the leftover party that tended to be that same night. It wasn't just till the last few years that we that party got moved to Saturday, which was good and bad, right? It made the day after less pressure, but it, then it just added one more day of the weekend with no relaxing in some place to be. Okay, I see where you're coming from. And then 
Your grandmother liked to have everybody decorate her tree, which she liked to have done on Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, that's right. I forgot that was always Thanksgiving weekend. And as a child, you loved that. Like for you. I did, but I also cataloged it away as a Christmas tradition. I didn't think about the fact that it was Thanksgiving weekend. Right. So, you know, interesting. most people are thinking, or I'd like to think most people are thinking, ooh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'll see my family, we'll do a few things, maybe Black Friday, and have a couple days to relax. And for us, it was go, 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 constant family expectation and tradition, and then get right back into the swing of it. Cool. Well, this was not at all how I thought we were going to start the episode, but it definitely gave me an interesting perspective on how... The expectations are very different as an adult and especially as an adult with children. Children, Exactly. Okay. All right. So, yes. So then that's just one pressure of the holidays, right? The expectations and the busyness of trying to get to all of the places. Right. That can make the holiday season a little tense. And I just also want to, while we're on that subject, point out that you thought it was tense and you were still with dad, right? So I'm thinking about my current boyfriend who... Unfortunately, when he was young, his parents got divorced. So he's always hated the holidays because of that having to see go to like five different houses because everything was so much more separated. So anyway, I'm just thinking the start of this episode basically is just pointing out little tidbits of the pressures that the holiday season can bring on. Right. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed every one of those activities when I was there. But there was the pressure of everybody else's expectation and keeping everybody happy. Yes. And we did have an episode a few weeks back where we discussed how everybody else's happiness isn't our responsibility, right? So going into the holiday season, there's a lot of things to think about when you're talking about being mindful and trying to be present. Oh, gosh, yeah. And in the current moment. And so we thought we'd talk about a few tips that we are planning on using this year because for myself and I think I'm speaking correctly for you Abigail oh absolutely some of these tips I've put into practice the past couple of years and they've been extremely helpful in allowing me to be present and actually enjoy the holidays much more than I honestly really ever had And we were just talking about the pressures and expectations of traditions and how busy it gets. We didn't even touch on just family tensions in general. Family dynamics. Family dynamics. And let's face it, everybody's excited and kids are louder. And we just mentioned the expectations. People are tired. (laughs) Like they're tired. They're stressed about money sometimes. They're sad because they're missing loved ones who may not be present. There's a whole lot that goes into this holiday season. There really is. There's a lot surrounding the holidays emotionally and energetically. And we all just kind of be like, all right, we got to get through the holidays. Right? There's almost like a mindset of, okay, let's get through the holidays. And well, it's also we talked about the picture. Yeah, we talk about the picture of what a family should be, right? We all have this societal notion or generational notion of what a holiday should look like. Everybody wants that Norman Rockwell picture of what the holiday should look like. Hallmark has ruined us. No. <laughs> yeah, right? It's going to be perfect, damn it. And that's just uh, not reality. No, no, gosh, no. 
So let's talk about this a yeah, little let's, bit. Let's take it back a little. I think the very first thing that you want to keep in mind when you're going into a holiday event is actually the mindset that you yourself are going in with. It's almost as if to be present, you need to be an observer. Agreed. Right? Because you need to go in without your own expectations. Yes. Possibly. This is holidays are the perfect time to really practice Expect nothing and appreciate everything. Correct. Right? So it's almost seems like, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Counterproductive or counterintuitive, actually. That's a better word. That's the better word. It seems counterintuitive to say, all right, to be present in the moment, you need to be an observer. You need to almost step back and observe the situation. But that's really what you need to do. You need to have a mindset of, okay, these are the things that have caused tension during holidays in the past, right? These are the negative emotions that I've experienced. This is what has made it difficult. This is why I say I need to get through the holidays. Make yourself aware of those things before you go into an event. And I will say, when you're talking about make yourself aware of those things, because we talked last week about how a lot of this is your work to do. Mm -hmm. I know in the past, before I started diving into all of this self-work, my attitude would go into the holidays being, oh, if my mother could just chill out and not be so demanding, or if everything didn't need to be perfect, if we didn't have to have the holiday dishes and the different plates and the different glasses right. and, you know, 85 homemade desserts and everything didn't have to be just so hard. A production. A production. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> and I would go in thinking it would be better if she just... And the reality of the situation is, as I talked last week, she has the right to be who she wants to be. It's the story you were telling yourself before going into those events. Yes and no. Okay. It's definitely a story I'm telling myself before I go into the event. So yes, but no in the fact that I never was able to draw a boundary for myself right? to say this is what she expects and how she wants it to be. And she has every right to do that. But what she doesn't have a right to do is expect that I want it to be the same way. And I'm yes. willing to put the same amount of energy and effort into all the things. Yes. And the fact that you're not willing to put in all the energy and the effort into all of the same things that she deems important does not make you self-centered or lazy or it doesn't mean you don't care about her or love her. Correct. So (laughs) this is what we say when we're talking about being mindful and aware. Be aware of the things that make the holidays exhausting or trigger you. Yeah, what what makes them so difficult? When you you think about the holidays and there's that little holidays, what is triggering that emotion? What events, what experiences have caused you to have that reaction? And then when you're looking at those, as Abigail said, being an observer, how can you approach those situations differently knowing that you can't control anybody else's actions? Mm -hmm. You can only control yours. Right. So for me, I can't change the fact that my mother likes the holidays to be a production. Nope. Or that my sister-in-law loves the holidays to be a production, right? She, She does as well, yes. What I can change is the story I tell myself that they shouldn't want it that way because they are entitled to want it any way they want. And in all fairness, when they consider something a production and they go all out, it does turn out freaking amazing. It really does. They put on great events. And it's fun and we all have a good time. But the part that I need to be aware of and change for me is it's not my responsibility 
to make sure that their production turns out amazing because that's how they want it to be. Because for me, it would be just as amazing if we use the same old regular plates. Mm-hmm. We all sat in the room chatting mm-hmm. and we had takeout. Like for me, that homemade, everything has to be done special just isn't a priority for me. Right. And it goes back to, you know, people pleasing and that whole concept of nobody's happiness is your responsibility, but your own. So once you're aware of the triggers and you're able to recognize that they are entitled to feel the way that they want, they're entitled to experience the holiday in the way that they enjoy. As are you. As are you. Then you can set to work on how am I going to draw that boundary for myself right? and in my mind and what points are important and what points aren't. Yes. And if you're like me, I will actually just write them out in my journal <laughs> of what I am expecting isn't the right word, but what could potentially be a trigger, right? What could potentially be a trigger? And then I I actually physically write them out so that they're on paper and I can visually see them and they're less abstract that way. And then knowing that you can't control those things from happening because you can't control other people. Can only control your own reactions. How are you going to approach them so that you can be present in the holidays? What compromises are acceptable? Mm -hmm. And what compromises aren't. And also knowing that when you've made a decision as to what compromises aren't acceptable, you can't control how the rest of the family is going to react to that. No siree. Or judge it. Mm -mm. But you also can say to yourself with the work you're doing before you go in, that isn't the reality. It's just their perception. It's just their perception. Exactly. That doesn't define you. So I have a perfect example of this. You kind of led me right into it, K-Dog. And Let's do it. Woo-woo. So I am, as I've mentioned previously, an empath, right? You and I are both empaths. And such fun. You know, it is. It is once you learn how to honor it and process and separate what your feelings are. And I'll, whatever. We'll get into that later, probably, maybe one day. So holidays, even as a child, which I didn't quite understand when I was younger, but they were overwhelming, energetically for me, right? I would be exhausted emotionally at the end of the day. And even as a child, I would, I I remember many times during Christmas dinners, right? And after dinner, before the dessert came out, I would go and lay down in my grandmother's bed for like 20, 30 minutes. And as a kid, I didn't think anything of it. It was just, all right, I'm tired. I need to lay down for a little bit. But as I got older and I kept doing it, it was judged a little bit more. And so I stopped doing it and I started to force myself to be with people because that's what adults do. They stay out and they socialize the entire time. And I would just be overwhelmed, like just so emotionally sick later on. Ugh. (laughs) Just thinking about it is like weighing me down. And so the past couple years, I've really started taking to doing that again to when I'm feeling overwhelmed with just the amount of energy in the room because when there's 20 to 30 people which is what our holidays are that's a lot of energy that's a a lot to process and you know I just need to walk away and go to my own room for a little bit and decompress yes and I've started honoring that instead of worrying about the judgment of where did Abigail go why isn't she here what is she doing? And the way that they perceive me walking away from people, I've learned to let it go. And yeah. to just honor that that is something 
I need to fully enjoy and be present in the holidays. I need to not be present for 20 minutes. And that's perfect in saying yes, They can judge it however they want or they can perceive it however they want. Oh, there goes Abigail again or, you know, she's trying to get out of setting the table or whatever, whatever story they told themselves. Right. Is their reality not yours? Not mine. My reality is I'm overwhelmed with the energy in the room and I need to go decompress a little in a quiet space. And honestly, from an observer of the holidays, when you forced yourself to stay in the room, it created more tension. Your voice would get louder because you were trying to sort things out. Mm-hmm. And you would, you know, be a little grumpy or a little snappy or... Oh, it's my version of hangry. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right? Right? And like, I don't get hangry, but I do get emotionally, like, irritable and overwhelmed, I guess. Right. And so that would create tension as well. Right. That's right? a good point. And so... The truth of the matter is you need to do what you need to do to show up as the best version of you when you are actually present. Because when you force yourself into a situation when you're exhausted or overwhelmed or doing too many things because somebody else expects you to, like at Thanksgiving, having to have every single day scheduled out of the holiday weekend because you don't want to disappoint them and you don't want to say no. The truth is, is you're not showing up as your best self for them. And you're actually opening yourself up for them to perceive you in in other ways that aren't true. That are and negative, most likely. Right? For me, I would complain about the traditions. Like, ugh, why do we have to do this leftover party? Why do we have to this? Why do we have to that? So that my mother would receive it as me being a pain in the ass, to be perfectly mm. honest, right? What, what's the phrase that she used? You can't do anything you don't want to with a happy heart. I can't do anything that I think is morally an obligation with a happy heart. And honestly, I can see why she would perceive it that way. Yeah, it's, it's fair. It's It's fair. But the truth is, the moral obligations were her definition of moral obligations I was trying to live up to and not my own. And so I am able ah, to do and therein it lies moral obligations that I don't necessarily want to do with a happy heart all the time. But they're my definition of moral obligations. So when we say be an observer and we say do what you need to do to be present, the truth is whether you stay or whether you go, someone's going to judge or have an perception of your behavior either way because if you're staying in a situation where you need to take a break you're you're not not your best self you're not your best self that's exactly what you were going to say isn't it It I cut you off (laughs) (laughs) it's all right I'm used to it so that is definitely a tip of do what you need to do to be present and your best self in the holidays and I just want to put out like a, a practical tip to go along with that if you are like me and you know honoring yourself means walking away for a little bit. I'm lucky enough that we celebrate Thanksgiving and Christmas at houses where there are rooms that I can go to because it's always been a very close family member that we've celebrated that. So I can just be like, you know what? I'm going to your bedroom. Like it's my grandmothers or my sisters. And I've been lucky to have that option. Not everybody will. So whatever walking away looks like to you, if you're like, you know what? I'm just going to go take a small walk. I'm just going to go answer a phone call in my car without actually answering a phone call at all, right? Like, don't get so stuck up on, oh, I don't have a room that I can just go lay down in and and just 
I just wanted to put that out there. Like there are options. Think outside the box a little um, and do what you have to do to honor yourself. And that leads me to my other point though. While you're honoring yourself, we also should be honoring everybody else's self and everybody mm. else's need or I don't know if need is the right word, but everybody else's preference to show up as their bell self or, you know, do the holidays the way that they like to do them. So this expect nothing and appreciate everything, that mindset works really well at the holidays. And even though it's really hard to practice every single day of your life, Mm -hmm. at the holidays, it's a great time to just try to embrace that. Try to embrace it. Make it your mantra for the next month and a half. Right. Right. Like just every day, wake up, expect nothing, appreciate everything. Exactly. Honor your emotions, however they are, and realize that other people have them as well. Some of people are not at the level of even recognizing Mm -hmm. that they're being triggered by something. So people may, family members may say something to you that seems hurtful or mean or snappy or judgmental or raise their voice or have a little bit too much to drink and say something that they've always thought but didn't actually have the nerve to say. (laughs) Because let's face it, the libations are flowing on the holidays. Exactly. But allow them the space and the grace to know that they're also probably not aware of their own triggers and what's coming out of their mouth is more to do with them than it is to you. Yes. And that's something that I've had to definitely learn over the years because I think we've mentioned that my sister is somebody who is very direct, right? She's just she's just a very direct person. That's her communication style. And she's very guarded emotionally. That's just who she is. We are two like opposites. Which (laughs) Yes, they are. It was really fun around the holiday table. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry, mom. (laughs) Which obviously has been difficult. But I think, honestly, it couldn't have been better for either of us from a a personal growth perspective, right? But that's besides the point. I've had to learn this because sometimes what my sister says can sound mean to me because I learned from my mother who learned from her mother to take things personally. I'm shaking my head. She's like nodding. Yep, yep. Um, Because that's what I, I do. I internalize. I'm a sensitive being. My sister, on the other hand, learned the exact opposite, not to take anything personally because it just makes you sad and sensitive right (laughs) and she's not an emotional being so she will say something and I'll take it to heart or used to and it's something I'm working on in our relationship right and holidays were the prime time for this I would take it to heart and I would just beat myself up and think that my sister hated me and that was not the case at all she's just a direct person Well, and you would also go into judgment mode, right? Mm -hmm. Like, wow, she can't even be nice to me at the holidays. She can't even this at the hot. Like, it's the holidays. And why can't she just be nice to me for one day? Yes. And she's not actually mean. (laughs) No. That's just my perception and the story I was telling myself. She's just direct. Yes. So that's another thing to think about. You just brought up a perfect thing to think about, which we haven't really talked about yet because it's it's something we're working on as a communication actual class or workshop but people have different personalities as far as communication people communicate differently they give and receive information differently yeah like let's not even just talk about you know the Myers-Briggs and the what like all of those other things yeah I mean this is a totally different personality type as opposed to communication styles are two different things yeah but if you have one style as Abigail's saying, she's very fluffy, emotional. 
She likes me? she likes people to know how she feels. You talking about me? I am. <laughs> and somebody is very direct in how they speak, then that is a clash right there. So to be aware that it may always thinking it has nothing to do with you. Right. It has nothing to do with you. And I, I'm just gonna also throw out that if for some reason that's wrong and it does have to do with you, that's still no, has nothing to do with it's you. It's still a them problem. <laughs> And has nothing to do with you. Correct. Does that make sense? It, I mean, it does make sense. It doesn't make it any easier, but no, it does make no. sense. So yeah. again, entering the holidays, being present, being your best self means being aware of your triggers, being aware of not just your triggers, but what you need and what's important to you in the holidays, what you're willing to compromise on and what you're not willing to compromise on and not making it personal. In either direction. In either direction, right. Because honestly, everybody's just doing the best they can. Yeah, I do fully believe that. 100%. We tend to forget that sometimes, We tend to forget that. We remember it about ourselves, like we're just doing the best we can. And then we forget that everyone else is in the same boat. And so you just, right, wrong, or indifferent, need to approach this as, I don't mean in a selfish manner, but what is important to me, what is true, like Mm -hmm. we talked about last week. Do I want to see my family members on the holidays? Is it important to me for my children, my family, to be together on the holidays? Or am I attending this party, this day, for other people? Right. Because I don't want them to think poorly of me, because I don't want them to think that I don't love them, because I don't, whatever story you tell yourself. Because, guys, the answer to that question of, is being with this person on this holiday important to me, might be no which is tough to kind of sit with and accept and i will say when you're talking about that question you have to think about your family unit not just yourself so when i say selfishly like it might be something that's important to your spouse right right which in turn is important to to you. you So you just need to be aware of why you're attending. Keep that in mind mm-hmm. and what you need to do to be present and enjoy your best self and enjoy and actually enjoy. So a couple, I think, little things that I just want to throw out there to be aware of very common triggers when you're in a family setting. We mentioned the uh, flowing libations, right? At least in our family events, there's always been wine. Papa loved his wine. He did. And to some degree, I think some of us were using it to get through, right? There was a level of, well, I'll be able to get through the day because there'll be wine or I'll have my cigarettes or like insert Insert libation here, right? Yeah. Insert your coping mechanism here. (laughs) Yeah. That those are things, alcohol especially, if you cross the line, we mentioned it a little earlier in this episode, I can actually cause more attention. So something to be mindful of where that line is for yourself, yourself, because obviously you can't control anybody else and whether they cross their line. But being mindful of where that line is for you, being aware of when other people have crossed that line, the things they're saying, you can't take it to heart. I mean, you can't anyway, but even more so. Right. And you can, as we said before, you can only control yourself. Right. So if that's when it's time to pack up the kids and go, that's when it's time to pack <laughs> that's up, when it's the, time kids to pack up go, the kids right? and go. Yeah. The story that you tell yourself of, well, they shouldn't yeah. have had that extra drink and I don't want to have to leave. They should just have not done that. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's a true story, but it's not the reality of the situation. Yeah. So how are you going to receive it? 
Right. What is your reaction to it? Exactly. So there's that. There's also politics. Oh, yeah. Just don't go there. Just don't go there. And if, again, you can't control anybody else. So somebody else might go there. Don't engage. Right. I I beg of you, don't engage. <laughs> yes. I mean, you can't. What's the word I'm looking for? You. I mean, you obviously can do whatever you want to do. So I shouldn't say you can't. But we've come to this place in our country where we can't have disagreements, not disagreements, differing opinions without it being a character Pers- personal flaw. Right? right. It's a character flaw or personal attack. Right. Or what is wrong with you if you are... I'm going to say the words Republican or what is wrong with you if you're a Democrat. And this is probably the only time you'll ever hear us talk about politics because we don't do it. No. Yeah. Right. And that is the unfortunately where we are in the world where there's a judgment based on your beliefs or your social preferences or your politics. And instead, you know, while we're on the subject, because like K-Dog said, we will probably never talk about politics again. But instead, we need to be aware or mindful of the fact that what we said before is everybody perceives and experiences the world differently. And their... Their reality is not yours. Yes. And, and you can't change that for them. And if they're not somebody who can have a honest-to-goodness conversation about it, who can want to hear your views and respect them, mm-hmm. and wants you to hear their views and you respect them, if it's more of I'm going to speak to change your mind... Yeah, coming in with an agenda. Right. Or if you want to speak to change their mind because you think they should think a different way then the conversation just doesn't need to occur. Just either walk away yeah. or go to your happy place in your mind. There is no chance of it being productive. If either party walks into a conversation with an agenda, which happens more often than not when politics are involved, there's no chance of a productive conversation. Right. If the conversation is based on just an exchange of ideas and wanting to know where the other person is coming from with no judgment, then by all means, have any conversation you want at the holidays. But if you know yourself that that is not the case, Mm -hmm. and there's going to be an agenda in a conversation, whether it's politics or family dynamics, religion, child raising, any of them, if there's going to be an agenda in that exchange don't have just it just don't engage yeah just don't have it change the subject go to the bathroom you know get a dessert <laughs> yeah pour a cup of coffee go have a i mean no i'm not gonna encourage having cigarettes but you know go go step well, outside like, for a moment and take a deep breath of air or, or something to each their own I'm not judging. I'm just just feels wrong to say, go have a cigarette. Go have a cigarette. Go have a glass of wine. (laughs) The the point is, don't engage. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you got to do. Yeah, don't engage. And I use politics because that's just such, like I said. Because that happens in our family. Once once the libations start to flow, politics does come into play. Well, it's a common, I think it's common in a lot of group settings. And it is something that commonly causes tension. It does. It was worth mentioning. It was. There's something I'd like to touch on, though, and that's children at the holiday. Uh, yeah, You did just kind of mention it, right? Something that could be a conversation that you go into with an agenda is child rearing tactics. Right. And that's not even actually what I was thinking. But yes, parenting styles is definitely one of the things that can come into play, right? We often are places, or maybe you're not, but for me, we're often places where it's like, holy moly, that kid is running wild. 
<laughs> or why are they allowing that child to like run through the restaurant or why are they not you know oh. making that kid sit at the table during dinner why are they uh, whatever any of I, these things can i express a pet peeve while we're talking about this is it relevant it is relevant. It's the elevator thing. Oh. <laughs> right? Why are those kids pressing every floor on the elevator? No. no. Why are those kids running onto the elevator before people have gotten off? Okay. Yes. Okay, that's it. I'm done. I guess the whole point <laughs> the whole point is again, you can't control other people's parenting styles. So if you know that the kids are going to not sit at the table or they're going to climb under the table or they're going to eat with their hands or they're going to be, you know, whatever it is that may irk you. They're going to be loud and hyper because there's a lot of sugar going around. Right. So what but not even that just expectations of why is my how children should behave sister not stepping in and I'm not pointing fingers at my sister I was just using a word but you know why is she not making them be more mindful be more respectful be whatever or on the other side of that why is she being so controlling why can't she just let kids be kids why do they have to be quiet why do they have to be perfect why do they you know any of the whys if you're asking yourself a why about somebody else's children because it's triggering you I'm going to give you the same advice like get up and take a deep breath yeah right because you don't know what's happening in the house you don't know what's going on in their world and I can say this from experience with Abigail and I because I've had a lot of whys thrown my way why does Abigail need to leave the room why is Abigail getting loud why 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 Mm -hmm. why are you enabling (laughs) why are you not forcing her to be at this family party and the truth of the matter is is they had no idea what we were going through. They had no idea that my daughter was suffering majorly from anxiety and OCD and depression and struggling to get through the day to day. Right. So I guess let's flip it around a little bit too. And when you find yourself asking those questions of why, why is the kid running around or why, 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 it might not even be about parenting. Like, it's it's about the child, right? Like at the very beginning of this episode, I mentioned that as a child, I didn't know how to process any of the emotions I was feeling that were coming from other people. And that's just one example of a child experience that is misunderstood. And so when you're asking yourself why, when it comes to a parenting or a child or really anybody's behavior, to be perfectly honest, yeah, you don't know. You don't know that they haven't slept in three days. You don't know that they're running on an empty tank. You don't know if they have a child at home that you just found out has a plan to harm themselves. You don't know, right? Mm-hmm. And so again... And even I will go so far as to say, even if you do know You don't know. You don't. Exactly. You don't know. And so what's acceptable for you? What can you control? When do you need to leave or can you stay? But take the why is so-and-so doing such and such Mm -hmm. out of it because that's in your control. That, That is. What they're doing, no. What you think about what they're doing, yes. And so changing that story or being aware of that story going in helps to alleviate any tensions or, you know, words or arguments or any of the things that could possibly happen. Right. As a result of the why is so-and-so doing such and such. We also think as all of this tension is happening that, you know, kids should be seen and not heard, do as I say, Mm. not as I do. They need to be at the kid's table. They need to be at the kid's table or they need to sit still or all of these things and just realize that, They have a whole host of emotions. 
a whole host of foods they don't normally eat, a whole group of people around them that's not normally around them. Mm-hmm. And we are not a society of teaching our children how to process emotions and feelings. Nope. <laughs> no, sorry. We're getting there, but we aren't a society that does that. And so they have no idea. Even teenager has no idea. No. Right? I, I mean, just think about what the baggage you're going into an event with and the emotion that surrounds it. Kids have that too. In their own way. They definitely do. They don't even know how to recognize or process it most of the time. So they're actually a step behind you. And so while you're assessing your triggers and things of that nature going into the holiday, it might not be a bad idea to have the conversation with your child and say, holidays are fabulous. I love seeing the family. But are there things that bother you about this? Are there moments that you don't enjoy? Mm -hmm. Do you get overwhelmed? Do you want a quiet space for 10 minutes? Like, what is it that happens in the course of the holiday for you that if you could do anything different, what would you do? Right. Maybe there's nothing different. They might just be like, woohoo, this is great. And I got nothing going on. Yeah. But they might. They might. So that's just also something to think about going into the holidays. Right. And, and I'm talking about young children, teenagers, young adults. Like, I think if you're if you are in a position where you can say, all right, what about the holidays bothers you or, or whatever, any of the questions that K-Dog just mentioned with your child, no matter what age they're at, I would I would recommend having it. And I wouldn't say, this is not to say that, you know, your teenage can be like, I don't want to do any of it. I just want to stay home because, you know, that's what teenagers do. I'd rather, yeah, or, or like, I'd rather be with my friends or I want to play video games or I want to read my, like, not just to do what they want to do because they want to do it, but legitimately have a conversation about, is there something at the holidays that bothers you? Right. Does somebody make you feel a specific way? Do you interpret something in a, in a certain way? Do you feel ostracized? Do you feel yeah. left out? Do you feel picked fun at? Do you feel like somebody's... Being mean. <laughs> Being mean. Do you, you know, like, let's yeah. talk about that, not, hey, I want to play my video game. These conversations are not easy to have, right? So the holidays, I think, provide a good opportunity to practice them, to start having them. And I'm, I'm going to land it on once again to just practice that mantra of expect nothing and appreciate everything. Yeah. And I would say share that mantra with your children mm-hmm. we have a picture in our mind of how we want it to turn out or how we think it should be or how we should feel right going into a situation and kids are no different nope and so if we could start with just acceptance of everybody as they are i'm not saying accept being treated like you know poo right. or that's where the boundaries you know, and knowing what yeah. you can accept and, and not right exactly but if we could enter the day with expect nothing appreciate everything i think the day will flow a lot better and I if think we it's can it's going to be a better day and i think if we can have that conversation with our children as well mm-hmm. and let's just approach it from i'm so thrilled to be with the people i love that yep. i'm not going to expect anything from them other than to just be yep who they are who and know that they may not be coming from the same playing field as you, so they may expect things from you. That doesn't mean you need to deliver on what they expect. And it's their expectation, and it's okay to have a boundary. Actually, it's encouraged to have a boundary. I think, I don't know. And also, I guess the last (laughs) thing that I would say, I was just about to be like, and that's it, folks. But the last thing I would say is, honestly, I love the holidays. Oh, even with all of this that we're talking about, this is, you know, self-work that we've done to try to avoid the tensions that happen in the holidays, because let's face it, they happen. Right. 
But I love it. I love the trees. I love the busyness. I love... I love the food. I love being with my family. I love seeing the kids be wild. I love wrapping the presents and... I don't love cooking the things, but I love I eating like, you the like things. like wrapping the presents? I do love wrapping the presents. Hmm. I love the feel of it. And I love that we have all these things that we're doing. And I love them even more now because I'm able to say, you know what? I just can't do that one more thing. Yep. Because if I do, I won't be able to enjoy all the things. I won't be able to enjoy the parties that I want to be at. Mm-hmm. So if there's a work party or if there's a, I don't even know. I love the holidays since I've learned boundaries even more I love that okay okay Doug before I wrap it up anything else no I think that's all I got are you sure this time bit a bit bit a bit that's all folks (laughs) (laughs) nicely done well have a wonderful Thanksgiving and Christmas even though we still got some time for that but thanks for listening guys and we will see you next week see you next week Thanks for joining us on our journey today. If you liked what you heard and are looking for more, make sure to leave us a review and subscribe to this podcast. You can also follow us on social media, but for the most fun, go find us on TikTok at The Mother Daughter Journey. See you next time.